0: Hello again. Welcome to Men in Balance. We're talking with Dr. Jody Seymour, who's the senior pastor at Davidson United Methodist Church in Davidson, North Carolina. And the topic today, Jody, is men in counseling. I know you do a fair amount of counseling, and uh, I guess men coming in for an individual session for themselves has got to be pretty scary. So Mm -hmm. maybe the first question is, what should they expect? if If they get brave enough to come and see you or some other pastor, what should they expect?
1: Well, of course, part of it depends on the issue, the presenting issue for, for which they come. If they've, if they've come for a, a relational issue, uh, oftentimes they think a pastor is going to use a lot of religious language or pray with them. Uh, and that's appropriate. But what I've been taught is that uh, underneath uh, needs, uh, you, need to, you need to find out what the underneath needs are and not just pave them over with a bunch of religious talk. So oftentimes men are surprised that I don't just start quoting Bible verses. Uh, if it's a relational thing, uh, basically what I, I try to get at is I try to you know, surface the issue from their point of view of what, how, they, how they view things. Because the first, it's sort of like they say in marketing, the first thing in marketing is not to sell something, it's to find out what people need. Mm. So in counseling, the first thing you try to do is find out how people are seeing the
0: issue. Um, I've been told that a lot of men resist counseling, and, and in fact, uh, the typical scenario is the woman wants to go but the man doesn't want to go. Mm -hmm. Um, Why would men so resist counseling?
1: Well, part of it is uh, the macho, strong thing. Uh, It's to admit weakness. It's to uh, recognize that, uh, unlike the lawnmower, I couldn't fix it. Uh, It's the fear of not being in control. Um, sometimes it's uh, – it's some, men are more sensitive to this than the other, but it's money. They want to spend – they'll spend the money on all sorts of things, but mm. they don't want to spend money on something that they think has to do with relationships and feelings. So, yeah. so you shouldn't have to spend money on your marriage.
0: Well, I would, I would also say that at least the research shows most men put off uh, – Taking care of their health for the same reason, mm-hmm. yeah. So I guess this fits the stereotype. right? Oh yeah, I mean,
1: I, I guess if you had to say which which is uh, more victimized by denial, men or women, it'd be men.
0: Mm-hmm. So if uh, if a guy does come in, sits on your sofa, talks to you, what's he other than um, you know what's going on between him and his wife? What else would he bring to the table? Mm-hmm. Issues.
1: Well, a lot of men come to me. Well, it's kind of two things one explicitly religious things maybe they're mad at God they're disappointed in god uh, or what I call meaning making things they mm. they feel lost uh, all of a sudden they've been on this uh journey or or, or try i, I would, no journey's not the right word it's more like they' they've jumped, they've jumped on the train and all of a sudden they don't know where they're going and uh or maybe they've got it's related to their job and their job is not filling them up anymore and they've sensed uh and, and they don't want to spend money on accounts counselor and you know quite frankly I'm free <laughs> and so they'll come talk to me and uh what I try to unpack is well part of what's going part of the itch in you is that you're you're going to find you, what you're trying to fill your life up with is not filling you up and so you're gonna to have to pay attention to that
0: so we got to quit trying to fill up our life with toys and look for something deeper and more meaningful.
1: Well, you know, yeah, the Jesus ethic and wisdom basically says you'll never be able to fill up the hole in your life with stuff, because part of the hole is a spiritual dash God hole, and you need to fill it up, not just with religious stuff, but with authentic spirituality.
0: Right. Um, There are a lot of men I meet in Men in Balance who seem to be damaged by their um, religious experiences of the past the, maybe they 've been to a fear based religion mm-hmm. kind of church or whatever and and that hasn 't worked for them, and now they feel empty because they don 't know where to go next. Mm-hmm. What do you say to someone like that
1: well, first of all I'm just, i 'm just I thank them for coming and talking to me because that that's a bit of a risk if you 've had a negative experience with religion or fear based uh, you 're kind of talking to the Minister who is kind of the God spokesman or mm. works for God, so the fact that they 're even coming to me is really kind of a first step and then what I try to do is help is kind of listen to their perspective of religion God Bible, all kind of things and, and, you ha- and make sure because i, I don 't want to presume that I know but if i if I sense it 's fear based or uh, uh, a scorekeeper God or a micromanaging, manipulative God, what I try to help them do is is get to the edge of seeing and ex- hopefully experiencing a bigger God than that. Because, Jerry, what a lot of religion does is it, in my opinion, uh, a lot of religion presents what I believe to be a very small God.
0: Hmm. So the first step might be to enlarge your view of God and then secondly to um, maybe... Understand the loving nature of God instead of just the yeah. Well,
1: the idea, that, the idea that you know they may have had some tough times in life, and to help them understand, God didn't do this to them. Uh, yes, God allowed it in the sense that in the mystery of how things are created, there's an element, a big element called freedom, and I often tell. Men and women, when they when they start pushing up against this concept of God, I say, well, do you, do you have kids? And if they do, I say, well, go home right now and lock them in the room. Don't let them out because if you let them out, they're going to get hurt. Mm. And and that that's the way you really love them. And of course, they look at me. I said, they look at me funny. I say, well, you, you know that that's not real love. Real love means freedom and letting them go. Doesn't mean you give up on them, but you let them go. I said. That's a very simple image of what your work what you're struggling with right now because it's not that God doesn't love you and it's not that God hasn't given up on you but freedom love has freedom in it so yes, God has let you go hmm. and in that space of letting go that God lets us go, uh, bad things happen you skin your knee
0: <laughs> yeah you skin your knee and uh,
1: the tsunamis happen and, yeah right. uh, you so, know and God so I, I really try to help people uh, who are troubled, have the trouble with the religious concept stuff. I try to expand I try to expand not only their, what religion is and spirituality is but what God is as much as we can know about god
0: so um, do the issues that women bring to the table I would assume are different uh, than guys
1: well they're they 're different in the sense that women open up easier generally speaking now I will tell you this. Uh, it's because there's been a cultural shift, and a lot of women are working. And sometimes women are the providers, and the men aren't. It's not quite as uh, stereotypic as it used to be, but generally speaking, women will open up easier, and they'll reveal themselves easier. Uh, so that's the main difference.
0: Yeah, but the but the issues as far as spirituality would probably be similar, right? The They're similar,
1: and men and men men tend to surprise themselves. Men have more going on in them than they know.
0: So, so why isn't there a uh, female um, midlife crisis like there is for men, or is there? There is. Yeah,
1: yeah there is. Uh, you know, women uh, have a classic, uh, the menopause stuff right. that people kid about. And so that gets wrapped up about, sometimes about the same time as a, the spiritual journey. But no. Midlife issue is the same, and, 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 and I'll tell you this: since we're talking about counseling, uh, you know the typical joke about midlife crisis is you know you, you find the guy gets the new chain, the new girl, and the new car. Well, women do the same thing, just in different versions. Hmm. I mean, it's women get very unfulfilled, uh, and you know I had an old had a, an old fashioned Presbyterian minister, and my my when I used to serve in Pilot Mountain. And he used to say that men and women should never carpool. And I kind of laughed at him and, and and now I know what he's talking about. And this is what he meant. At a certain time in your life, you're vulnerable because your marriage is not what it used to be. Right. And and he and what happens and he and I realize this many affairs don't start out like someone looking to have a sexual experience. Yeah. They start out as friendships. Yeah. And so his joke, his little thing is men and women shouldn't carpool. mean right. what he meant emotionally, carpool. Yeah, right. And that's a, I have thought of that many times because people who come to me who've, who've had a, had an affair, been victimized by an affair, struggling, if you listen to the story, 90% of the times it starts with emotional
0: carpooling. Hmm. Um. One of the problems I think men run into a lot is uh, we're socialized to just take whatever comes at us, to shake it off, keep moving, not let it bother us. And, uh, and yet when we get into a marriage with a woman that wants us to be present, wants mm-hmm. us to be open and vulnerable and talk to her, that, those two ideas don't seem to go together.
1: No, and it's, what I tell people is... You know, we do, we have physical checkups. Uh, we take our cars to, you know, oil changes. What do we do with marriages? And it's uh, so I, I tell people that uh, two people get married. Uh, they think they know what they're doing. And in my marriage counseling course, my, car- my professor said, let's get something straight. Nobody knows what they're doing when they get married. And everybody kind of laughed. And he said, that's what this course is about. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I tell when pre- premarital counseling, I tell people, uh, you should expect some surprises. And you should monitor your marriage in some way at a different occasions. No. And so with men and women, you know, I guess uh, uh, when people get married, if, if the woman thinks, well, the guy, okay, he's, he's kind of strong guy, he's not going to share feelings. Well, why do you expect anything to change? And so if you need that, uh, how are you going to let that be known? And then... You know, I tell people oftentimes that in, uh, in, in the New Testament was written in Greek, Koine Greek, and it's really a neat language because uh, we have one word for love. The Greeks had four, and a woman looks at a man, unless, since you're talking about men, and says, "I want you to love me." Well, okay, which one of the four types you want? <laughs> because there's love of beauty, there's love of there's friendship. There's uh, uh, love, of, and there's erotic love, and I can't remember the other one. Uh, anyway, but my point is, and Gary Chapman made this famous in the Five Love Languages. Right. But but that's <clears throat> really very true. Not only do men maybe not open up as much, but sometimes women don't communicate that you're not loving me like I need you to love me. So you really have a mismatch there. And what I say in terms of. Uh, uh, the word the word for the word for real love in the new testament is agape and so here's what i'd say to a man you you hear you hear a man says well that's you know uh, my wife wants me to do so and so and so and so that's just not who i am and what i try to say to a man is well here's the deal if uh, you know you don't it's not because, it's not about you Agape is to love someone for who they are, not for not for what you need from them, or even how you see them.
0: So when our wife expects us to sit down and listen to small talk about her day and all the mm-hmm. girlfriends she went out with and what they were wearing and this, that, and the other, we should be we should endure that, right?
1: Well, that's a little. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. In in a way, yes, to a point. Uh, what would be what would help with that in terms of the word agape is. Be help it be it would since we're we we do not do agape very well we really don't uh, that's why it, it's the way the way God loves us it's you know okay but for instance if I have to sit down and listen to my wife and that kind of stuff and I don't want to it's not maybe I can do that if I know she's going to do my kind of love back you know it's kind of the seesaw thing mm-hmm. um, so but my point is there has to be at least a level of understanding that the expectation of love is different. And um, if you don't have that, you, that's it's kind of like going to second base without going to first. Right.
0: So when someone comes in to uh, talk to you for counseling, do you pretty much automatically uh, work toward a spiritual approach to that, or do you just try to answer their basic questions and maybe help them with whatever problem they're dealing with?
1: No, the first thing I do um, is, is do a lot of listening in and, and what's called assessment, and it's not in 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 reference to your question, it's not inherently or explicitly sp- spiritual. Uh, a lot of times, people come to a pa- a preacher or a pastor, thinking they're going to talk quickly about God or prayer or Bible or what you should and shouldn't do. To really love people the way God loves people, since I'm a pastor, is you have to honor them where they are. So, what you do in in, in even spiritual counseling. Is you this is two spiritual beings talking to you, and you you want to listen to their spirits. You want to listen to because see, their their journey and their life is really it's all spiritual stuff. And and I know that I don't have to tell them that right away because then they'll start they'll think I'm talking religion. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, there's a difference in religion and spirituality. Right. Spirituality is underneath religion, but the truth is, Jerry, uh, and don't misunderstand me here. Religion can get in
0: the way of spiritual issues. Yeah. Yeah, I can see how that yeah. could easily happen. So, um, when, when men go through this spiritual vacuum uh, about midlife and they feel like they're, they've missed out on an awful lot, uh, is, there, is there a way to backtrack and get that or do you just sort of have to pick up where you are?
1: Well, I think you can turn and look over your shoulder to learn from the past if it can help you. You know, psychotherapy does some of that. Uh, and some of it is appropriate, uh, but but the re- the only reason to look to the past is to understand the present, so you can move toward the future. So yeah, some looking back, because uh, if you don't, you know you, this is kind of classic. You, if you don't understand why you're doing something, you may end up doing it and not know why. Yeah. And so the the you know self awareness. Uh, it's funny, and if you look at all the world's major religions. Underneath the religious talk is the need for self-awareness. And that's, a authentic, that's, that's authentic spirituality. And uh, in some of my teachings, what I teach is uh, we are going through life either on cruise control or in a, in a spiritual coma. We're not paying attention. Uh, in my opinion, if you distill the wisdom teaching of Jesus down into one sentence, it would be this. For God's sake, pay attention. And men classically don't do that very well. We're not paying attention. We're getting something done. Yeah. We're, mo- we're producing. We're doers. Huh? We're doers. We're not you know, human doers, not human beings. And, you know, and men, women do it too, but men get the rap for doing a little more. And so, okay, if we're guilty as charged, it doesn't mean you, you can't stop working and be a monk, but it does mean how are you paying attention to life, Uh, This is why the oldest form of prayer is breath, the breath prayer. And it's it's almost... And and by the way, men don't don't like to be thought of as silly. And some of this stuff sounds silly. And so I would remind them, if they want to listen, that when Jesus, the wisdom teacher, said, if you want to understand the kingdom of God, come as a child. (laughs) And in every big old rough man, there is a little boy. Mm. And we we might as well own up to it. We don't have to run around and show our little boy to everybody, but there's always a little boy in every big old man. And authentic spirituality, quite frankly, gets you back in touch with your little boy, wow. your, your child.
0: That's a great note to end on, our time is up. And Jody, thank you so much for coming and talking to us about this, um, the subject today is men and.